I speak to you in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. I wish this story had happened to me, but it didn't. It happened to uh, David Crawley, our, uh, our then Archbishop, uh, from whom I heard it at the time. And in his ministry, he, uh, as we all have done and continue to do, uh, do services in care homes for the elderly. And he was doing one such service, and there was a dear soul in the service uh, who was very hard of hearing and kept asking her neighbor what was going on during the service. What are we doing now? And the neighbor would say very loudly what we were doing. And they got to the confession part of the service, and the, the lady went, what are we doing now? And her neighbor went, we're confessing our sins. And then she responded in the tones of deepest disappointment, oh, I haven't got any. Lent in COVID, Ash Wednesday in COVID, being penitential in a time when we can barely get out of our, house, uh, our houses, uh, feels a little bit like that lady in the nursing home whose life was not nearly interesting enough to have committed enough sins that she felt she would be allowed to confess. And, and so that, that's really just my uh, cheeky way of starting the, my reflections, which are all about how do you do Lent in COVID? COVID is already Lent. From a certain perspective, we've been in Lent since March of uh, 2020. Um, and so Lent this year is inevitably going to be different. And uh, so that's really what my thoughts are around. And the first point that I have is that this is not the year to be uh, uh, forcing ourselves to give more things up um, just for the sake of giving things up for Lent. Uh, That may be the right practice for you, but I think COVID being the great revealer that it is uh, shines a light on what the point is of all these practices that we do uh, in our tradition and in our walk with Jesus, and uh, are we really serving the point? Do the practices serve the point? And, of course, the readings for Ash Wednesday are right on that. You know, what's the point of fasting? What's the point of disfiguring your face? It's not to show others. It's not to to virtue signal either to others or even to yourself. The point is a sign of something that is supposed to be going on on the inside, a transformation of the heart, a growing closer to God, a, a, a releasing of our attachments that that, that get in the way of our relationship with God and our ability to love God and our neighbor. And so in this weird COVID time, when even those activities are somewhat curtailed that we would do, um, it, it, it behooves us to just focus even more intently on what the point of Ash Wednesday and of Lent is supposed to be. And that, of course, is the journey of the soul. The the point of Lent is not fasting for the sake of fasting or suffering for the sake of suffering. It's uh, to walk with Jesus on the road to Calvary because that walk is the walk of life. It's the walk that draws us closer to God. And so the real question about all of our Lenten practices in every year, um, and COVID just shines an unusual light on it this year, uh, is how do we draw closer to God? And what is it that our soul needs right now? Now, in ordinary non-COVID times, I'm very mindful that we live in a land of luxury. And uh, most of us, middle-class employed people, uh, live lives of luxury. 
and we can become attached to our luxuries. And so the usual practice of giving up chocolate or alcohol or something that we like for Lent um, is a good reminder uh, to ourselves that we shouldn't become overly attached to these creature comforts that we surround ourselves with. And so we practice our, our detachment exercises, and in, in, in engaging in that practice, we train ourselves for those times in life where we have to detach ourselves from things that are precious to us, because life does that to us, whether we will it or no. And so there are times when we can no longer have those things that we have uh, reached to for comfort, and, and if we have been regularly participating in a Lenten practice of giving something up, we will say, oh, well, this is what I've been practicing for, and it's time to say, I don't need those things. That's not really what my life is for or about. So it's a good practice the rest of the time. And it may be that for you, this COVID season is still pretty much like any other season. And so a Lenten practice of fasting in some form, uh, of giving something up, or taking Fridays, don't, not eating on Fridays, whatever your version of fasting may be, that may be right for you. But uh, what, what the opportunity is for us this year, I think, is to... Is to not take the shortcut or the easy out. Well, I gave up chocolate, that's what I'm doing for Lent. Uh, therefore, I don't have to look too deeply at the state of my soul and what I really need. So let's not take the shortcut this year. Let's ask ourselves, what is it that our souls need in order to draw closer to God? And sometimes there are attachments that we're clinging to that we need to let go of, yes. But sometimes, you know, if in, in my case, there's the old uh, friend sloth, where there are things that we ought to be attending to that we have not been. And so maybe our, our, our life should be uh, more attentive to certain concerns that we know in our hearts are important for our walk with God. The, the spiritual equivalent of diet and exercise, for example. And it's also possible, and only you know this, I cannot say this for you, it is also possible that your life may have enough struggle in it right now that, your, that, that the best advice for you is advice that was given to me some years back, and I've parroted it ever since, that sometimes you have to accept the Lent God has already given you. So you don't need to take anything else on. In fact, that's not good for you. It may damage your mental health. It may, it may cause you to be more angry and resentful, that it may impair your relationships with others. If that is uh, what you risk doing in order to take on some new thing, uh, don't do it. Accept what you're struggling with and try to find how that struggle is part of your walk with God as well. How is that, that existing situation that you are merely trying to get through the, the equivalent of walking with Jesus on the road to Calvary. And how can that be, how, how can you invite God into that process so that process, with God's help, is transformative and indeed uplifting? How can it be in those ways, uh, so that you are able to say that it was the darkest time in my life and yet at the same time I felt like the Lord was closer to me then than than he was at any other time in my life. How do, does it, how do you find that redemptive quality? How do you open yourself to the presence of God in that struggle? All of these things may be the right thing for you, and unfortunately, only you know what's best for yourself. But the first step is to not take the shortcut. 
and not say, well, this is my Lent, I'm doing this, and there, I'm good, I'm done. Um, ask the deeper question. What is that road of the cross like for you? What does your soul need in order to go through the Good Friday to the dawn of the new life on the other side? Um, and that, and only you know that, and no one else needs to know that. And, and again, this, uh, in this COVID season, these readings about um, what really matters is on the inside and not showing it to others really pop because we can't show it to others anyway. So it really is an internal journey. So that said, um, be mindful of yourself. Be mindful of the needs of your soul. I, for many of us, the best advice is to be gentle with ourselves. Um, there, there, is, there is the sin of scrupulosity, which is always close to hand, where the shoulds force us into a place which actually damages our soul and doesn't um, uh, doesn't help it in any way. And so be wary of that tendency to be overly scrupulous about our practice because what's behind scrupulosity is an insecurity that we are acceptable just the way we are. And the starting point for everything in the Christian journey is God already loves us. Christ already died for us, no matter what our sort and condition uh, might be. And so from the perspective that we are already loved, that we are already blessed, we are already accepted, we joyfully engage in this journey so that we can just grow closer to the one who loves us no matter who or where or what we are. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.